Are you ready for the weekend yet? We have events, news, and a guest for you to enjoy this Lake Life weekend. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lake Life Weekend Podcast. I'm Dirk, I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in again. We have a growing audience. We got emails and uh, we get Facebook posts. Thank you very much. It is really great to hear that there's uh, so many people out there enjoying what we're doing. So uh, stay tuned today for an interview with Ryan Swanson, who will speak about our dog, Oscar. Um, it's a small Munsterlander breed and a very interesting hunting dog. So more in our interview part. Now I'm uh, excited to share only one more week and we're gonna have our event in Fargo, the Explore Lake Life Expo, March 22nd, 23rd. Please come and see what we are doing. Uh, enjoy a Friday party, Friday 22nd of March, starting at 5 p.m. right after work. We have live music on stage, the crop dusters, we have a food court, we have some bean bags, we have a Fargo Brewing beer bar, and the floor is full with vendors. So good times, please come to Fargo, join us for our expo event. Now I don't want to keep this much longer for our interview with Ryan Swanson. Also check out our website, lakelifeweekend.com, daily updated event schedule. Hope to see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend ahead. Welcome to our interview part. I'm here with uh, Ryan Swanson. Hello, Ryan. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thanks for coming out um, to record uh, um, a podcast about the kleine Münsterländer, the small Münsterländer, which is actually the dog breed. We have our Oscar. If some people may have seen our pictures sharing Oscar, ein kleiner Münsterländer, a small Münsterländer. And before we talk about um, breeding, training, and the breed itself, uh, the history, uh, I would like to share how I got in touch with Ryan. Um, I was at the Minnesota Monster Buck show here in Perham just, I guess, four weeks ago or so, and I saw a booth, and uh, there you were with um, three dogs and introducing this breed uh, to the United States. You are a... Um, division of actually the German, you're a German chapter, I understand. We can dive into that. Yes. Uh, um, and actually you have a very special breeding stock. But before we talk, Kleiner Münsterländer, um, Ryan, introduce yourself. Uh, you are from Detroit Lakes? Yes, so I'm Ryan Swanson. I'm uh, pretty much born and raised in Detroit Lakes. Um, work for family business. We have the Swanson's Repair, the Kubota of the Lakes, all that type of stuff. And uh, always had a passion for uh, hunting, but as uh, as I grew up, you know, you learned how to hunt grouse out the cab of the pickup and realized that that's not really sportsmanlike, so I got into dogs because when you're hunting a rough grouse and they get up next to you, your heart stops, you got no warning, and you're just walking to walk. So I started getting into dogs. When was know. that? Oh, I got my first hunting dog would have been in 2004. Ooh, three. Okay, fifteen and, plus years ago. Yep, and then, uh, and then, then it kind of got carried away. So, so then I ended up with them two, and then started having to replace them as they got of age, and and uh, 
Didn't really stick with one breed. I've kind of tried a little of everything until I found this breed. Okay. So, so which one was the first breed? Was it a... Yellow Lab. Okay, but they are retrievers. They are a retriever, but they're also a uh, a, a flushing dog. Oh, they are. So, okay. Yep. Okay. Because I learned I'm actually... Yeah, I'm not a hunter. Uh, uh, I, I try, but uh, more for the dog. So I learned some keywords, uh, um, flushing, uh, retrieving, mm -hmm. and, and those things. And I know a Labrador is a water dog, and I guess they help you when a duck falls into the pond, I suppose, for example. Yes, uh, um, but so are your Munsterlander. Yeah, yeah, so, I, they're, they're yeah. great swimmers too. Yeah. So you are a passionate hunter. Uh, you tried some uh, various dogs. They're actually a, a tool. They're a helper for mm -hmm. the hunter. And um, I think some people may underestimate their family dogs, yes, but actually they were meant and bred back more than 100 years ago to be of help for the traditional hunter, correct? Yeah, the Munsterlander dates back before the 18th century, so... That far? That far. Um, so they've been uh, one of the original five uh, official dog breeds um, through Germany, so I mean, they're... Uh, oh. They're, they date back a long time. Five? Uh, what, which five are there? I don't know okay. the, the, the other ones, the, but the yeah. <laughs> okay, there's, but so there's a, a few breeds mm -hmm. that are distinct to be hunting helpers. Correct. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, how, how did you find the small Munzerlander? Tell us. So, um, as I was saying earlier, I got, uh, um, my lab was getting ready to retire, and um, I had an English pointer. That's a very... Um, high-strung dog mm -hmm. um, and I was looking to replace um, so at that time my wife was you should look at this breed okay. at the small Munsterlander at the time I didn't want to go with one and I didn't I went with a Brittany um, because of uh, the club the rules the testing that's I was a little bit timid from it okay um, so then uh, both my my uh, lab and my English pointer both passed pretty much back to back so then I only had a Brittany so then I needed a, another hunting dog and at that time why two? why two? because I hunt hard oh. and I can wear a dog out Oh, because you remember they're putting on about two to three times more distance than you are Oh, so I I like to leave and pretty much not stop so that that way I can stop change out a dog and keep going you're a serious hunter well i just i enjoy it okay. you know so it's not about um it's not about limiting out it's about being out there yeah yeah, yeah. no no i'm not yeah. making fun no. i yeah. i i, uh, I so. i'm very new i'm from germany we don't hunt as much as we do here where i'm from so it's um I understand. There's very a lot of passion. It's mm -hmm. a season. Yeah, we yeah. have the carnival season. Like we, we, uh, and we have a hunting season here, and it's yes. very serious for a lot of people. I never thought about having two dogs, and they're really helpers. So you're out there, mm -hmm. and and you want to you want to spend all day. Yep. Before we go uh, a little further here, I'm curious. I hunted rough grouse once, uh, um, and I hunt. I like to hunt pheasant. I guess it's a I have a bird dog now with the um, um, small monster So where do you hunt? Do you have private land or where do you hunt your dog uh, with the dogs? Well, for your rough grouse in this area here, you know, you have uh, the Tamarack Forest just northeast of Detroit Lakes. 
also public land? That's public hunting. Um, you know, obviously it's federal land, so you they have different rules than state land. Um, just gets into toxic shot, that type of stuff. Okay. Um, but um, that's all open public hunting land. There's a lot of tax forfeit land in Becker County um, that is, you know, good uh, woods hunting for grouse. Um, I started, you know, hunting pheasants north of town. We're starting to see more and more up in the the Wabin area, the oh uh, yeah, just north of Callaway, or even south of Lake Park. So oh, publication uh, population is uh, growing again for the pheasant. Yeah, present. yeah, you're yeah. We're starting actually. We're you're not walking all day to see one bird. You're actually seeing birds, you know, throughout oh, the day. So it's it's actually increasing and and. Uh, I did not know. Yeah, I knew that there was. Uh, a die off or something uh, 10 15 years ago with the pheasant in this area mm -hmm. for some reason harsh winter or i hope they survived this long it was pretty brutal that is hard on the birds right yeah i you know i think what uh hopefully some of it is changing is i think a lot of f the farmers are starting to farm the best and leave the rest okay they're they're i mean if it's terrible ditch land stuff like that instead of or le just leaving it to habitat so then at least the critters have somewhere to go you right know? and you can't turn everything black because then the deer the birds the, the mice and no nothing can survive so right yeah okay that helps too yeah so you got the Brittany and then you found a small cylinder so then I contacted uh, Jim Jolson out of Coleman South Dakota and I talked to Jim um, he is now the president of KLMGNA, mm -hmm. um, which is the is the Alondis group from Germany, mm -hmm. which is the North America GNA group North America. So I uh, contacted him and uh, um, proceeded to move forward with getting on his list. Um, again, he's also breeding. He's yep. He also breeds. So um, part of what we're doing right now is we are. Um, you know, we're a young club. We uh, pretty much got uh, up and running about five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so around 2013, um, well, in 2011, a group from the other dog club went over to Germany and tried to get a connection working. Mm -hmm. um, to the fact that they didn't agree on the rules, and like you and I talked, mm -hmm. there's a difference in German rules <laughs> and American rules and how we... Um, go about things <laughs> so they didn't see eye to eye so the Germany said no we're not gonna work with you um, so then Damn Germans. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can they, say they, that <laughs> they, they they have a reason to be yeah. doing what they're doing because okay. they, they're doing it right yeah um, so then they a group left that club started a the KLM GNA club went back to Germany and created this uh, Alandis group. Mm -hmm. So Alandis group is that means a, a chapter, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so we are the first Alandis uh, group that is not on German soil. So so that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. big deal. Yeah. So I feel right at home. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> kind of like, yeah. So so that was formed in 2013. And uh, that's a very young club. And um, and now, so what is so special? Uh, you follow breeding rules, but I understand you also have German gene pool. Yes. So, all, all so go we'll go on to the genes first. Um, pretty much all of our dogs that were, 
using for breeding right now have either been imported from mm -hmm. Germany or came over um, from their mother and their mother was bred over there and then sent over here. Mm -hmm. um, so that's currently what we're using for breeding stock. Um, as we grow the club, we're trying to get more people involved in breeding. Um, we follow every one of their rules to a T. Um, as far as the um, when dogs are born, it's not like over here where you get a pedigree, you can go have puppies. Here with the German side, you have to prove the dog in hunt tests, um, in health, hips, uh, ureter, um, you know, uh, they got to be structured right, they got to have the right teeth, they got, I mean, it's... Also to, uh, to eliminate error or prevent from errors or, or to, to, to have the genes as fit as possible? As, as close to standard as where German says the dog should be. So okay. um, it's just even with height. Um, our dogs have to be within the right height. If they get, we get a big one, we don't reuse that dog because we don't want to continue to have bigger, bigger, bigger puppies or smaller, smaller, smaller puppies. Okay. So, so the idea is not to change the dog Correct. in a way. The idea is to keep the breed the way it pure, pure in the way it was. Right. So we also have a inbreeding coefficient that we have to um, adapt to. And over here, there's a lot of line breeding, um, you know, things of that nature, which um, works for people in their in their their program how they want to do it. Uh, the Germans feel that you should not exceed a 5% inbreeding coefficient. Mm -hmm. So we really, um, which is kind of tough right now because for us, every, every dog's been imported over or brought over in the womb. And then, so a lot of our dogs are related here. Yeah. And our first breeding pair has to be a natural breeding, not a uh, artificial. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of hard right now for us to get um, find a nice suitable female male to pair together oh, yeah. because of the inbreeding coefficiency and um, stuff like that. So there's actually been club members that have taken the trip back to Germany with their females and had them rebred over there and then brought back. Oh, so, wow. so I mean, they've they're putting some expense into them. So, oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, why go through all this effort? I mean, what what makes it so special? Are they that great of a better tool? Or like, I mean, this sounds fairly complicated. And maybe somebody's like, "What? Why do that?" For me, it gets into. Um, I had a litter of puppies here. Um, they went home in December, so they're about Oscar's age, mm -hmm. and. I get phone calls all the time about, I mean, and these are people that are in their 50s and 60s, and this is the best dog I've ever owned. Hmm. I mean, it's it's already sitting, it swims, it retrieves, it, and they're four months old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they just, uh, they learn so fast, they're very, they're very intelligent. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they, they know how to think, um, and they're a versatile breed, so they'll do anything and everything you want them to do. <laughs> um, like with mine, I've 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 run all three of our our tests with our with my dog, which goes everything from tracking a rabbit to uh, a quarter mile blood track. Um, they're also a pointing dogs, so they got to be steady to flush, um, all that steady to shot in the test. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's just uh, a dog that you can 
control. I mean, I can have mine out chasing a rabbit or and blow her down with a whistle and she'll stop, she'll quit the chase. Mm-hmm. And just because they are... So obedient. So obedient. And and they have drive like no tomorrow in the field. You can bring them in here, lay, lay on the floor, and they just, they would be the... Quiet. Quiet and hardly even know they're there. So they just, they know how to turn the switch on and turn it off. Yeah, I, yeah. I learned that too. I mean, Oscar, uh, I'm very new to that breed. I'm listening very carefully and I'm, I'm amazed. Uh, um, he listens really well. Uh, um, I can turn him around. When I say nine, I speak German to Oscar. Mm-hmm. So when I say nine, he's pretty much, he just turns around, comes to me. He comes like 75 80% well he's 5 months old he tests his limits a little bit but he's really good he's I mean, a puppy I, and it's still it's supposed to be fun at his age there's no supposed to be no um uh, hard training on him right. it's all supposed to be fun right you and, know? and i must i think he uh he i think the balance is there yeah i have him usually off leash i mean 90% mm-hmm. i mean even the rupert um, i walk on the backside by the tracks so i I don't have him on the leash, but uh, uh, in Fargo, I have him on a small little leash, of course, but uh, I'm, I'm ha- happy to be out uh, in the fields or, um, what did you say, like gravel roads, so yep. he can roam, and I think he enjoys that, but he doesn't run off, really. No. I'm fascinated, and yeah. inside, he really calms down. He is not very, he is cuddly, but to a certain extent, but he is just not bouncing around too much. Yeah, and some breeds uh, hunt for themselves, Mm-hmm. When you take them out in the field, the dog does what it wants to do, and it's what's bred into them. Oh, um, okay. And uh, where this dog hunts for you, it watches you, it works with you. Yeah. If you start to go a different direction, the dog will not just keep doing what they're doing. They'll actually check in, come back. I mean, they really work for you. So I agree. Yeah. He's constantly checking. He's constantly turning his head. And if I go a different direction, he lets go of his uh, tracking. Yep. Or whatever he was doing, he comes. Yep. Okay. So, so it is, uh, it, and it is, it is special. It's a then is it very different than a Brittany? What's different than that, or like a short German short hair, or wh- is there anything else different? Well, the the short hair is the Kutzar. The Kutzar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so over in Germany, it's the Kutzar. Um, so the Kutzar is also a, a versatile hunting dog. Okay. Um, over there, they're. Uh, a great retriever also yeah um, over here a lot of people just use them for upland pointing dogs correct um, they they do retrieve um, but these dogs it's it's a strong retrieve okay. their their tracking ability is unreal I mean I duck hunted like most people that live around here you you know and we'd go out my lab would do a great great retrieve I mean a like everybody, I thought I had the best lab in the world, you know, and she was good. Um, but we would lose some birds that would swim off or stuff like that. I don't lose birds anymore. The, the dog actually tracks ducks on water. They can oh. they can actually track the oil from the scent, and you just get the dog out there, and she'll find it. <laughs> so it is, when you start seeing stuff like that, and when I first saw or heard about it, I was skeptical. I was like, there's no way. Come on. <laughs> and uh, so I went to a test, um, watched it, and it was like, oh, my goodness, they're serious. These things will track on water. I mean, it's just um, their their nose is, is so incredible of how much stronger their nose is. I mean, they're, they just uh, 
They're a very well put together dog. Yeah, yeah. Oscar yeah. uh, uh, also always has his nose down. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just like that's all he does. Yeah, nose down, pretty much when he walks, and is just following some some scent, and he follows uh, foot tracks really yeah. well. I mean, he, my son Harry went off, and then he just like he t- totally follows that track. Okay, that's where he was, and then comes back. I, mm-hmm. I can see that he can smell it. Yes, it's amazing. Yeah, and they. I got one of my puppy buyers that sent me videos. Uh, they were out walk, running their dog, obviously not up here because they had grass. Um, but uh, the dog was already finding uh, antler sheds. Five, five-month-old dog, not trained to find sheds, but went out. They were out you know, running through the woods and something. Oh, there's something. That's... that's uh, oh, bringing it. Uh, and then picking it up and bringing the shed back to the handler. I mean, just natural. Yeah, and it's just incredible the the variety of things that these dogs can do. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I was amazed that uh, retrieving thing like at a month ago, four months old puppy. It was fun for him to retrieve. Like he didn't run away with. If he caught the ball or if mm-hmm. he caught he he didn't have fun that you chased him. He had fun if he brought it to you. Yep. It was. I was like, wow. He just brought it to you. Yeah. And then you throw it, and then without f- training, it was yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the history. So you said it's uh, 18th century. Yes. So 1700 something. Yep. It's really an o- an old, old dog. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so the the lot of what we get around here is when people, you know, they'll go on our our website or um, on KLNGNA or they'll be on my website at uh, Swanson Kennels LLC, and uh, they'll be like what kind of dog and over here there is you know the small monsterlander club well because we are the yolandas group of germany we ours are the kleine monsterlander so we use use the german word um obviously translates the same but um so when you tell people you have a kleine monsterlander their first reaction is a a what yeah (laughs) and so then you get you open that conversation about what it is. Well, first thing they go, what's it crossed with? Well, it's not crossed with anything. It's it's an old dog. It's been around forever. It's just um, more or less new to this area or North America. Um, it's been a very uh, uh, hot dog. I mean, as far as um, a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon, you're seeing a lot of. Uh, like any breed, people start to get them, and then they they start doing uh, what I'm going to call uh, not proper breeding tactics. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see that with other, you know, puppy mills, stuff like that with any breed. But some people are in it for the money. Others are in it for the true keeping the line as pure as it possibly can. So it gets into ethics of, of the breeder. Mm-hmm. Um, so with our club, you know, we, again, follow everything Germany does. Um, we use a dog base. Um, my wife's good at these numbers, but I think there's almost 40,000 dogs in this dog base that are just... Oh, a database? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, and they call it dog base. Mm-hmm. It's uh, um, only the, the Kleine Munsterlander in that dog base. So then with that, we can go and... and or they can go and they can trap, trap uh, epilepsy, um, any hip issues, all this type of uh, health issues. So, if it did show up in a dog, then they'll they'll actually go and pull breeding generations uphill to make sure that it doesn't continue. Oh. 
So they're very um, strict on keeping the line as pure as possible and not, I mean, nobody wants to have a dog with epilepsy and mm-hmm. have, them do, have seizures while you're trying. I mean, just in general, you don't want to see that in your pet, mm-hmm. you know, so... So and that, that happens when you breed too close to cousins, and when I don't know where that oh. comes from, honestly, but I do know that it is in um, some of the breeds over here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so all I can tell people is, you know, do your research, and really research your breeder mm-hmm. is the big thing. So find out where their bloodlines came from, and uh, you know, a lot of breeders do do talk well. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like politics mm-hmm. and um but uh you know do your own research there's a there's a lot of talk to other buyers talk to um you know talk to other members that might know them stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah and so what i found was interesting you actually go to shows uh, mm-hmm. as a landesgruppe as the chapter and yep. you you are interested to introduce that breed to the hunter of today yes Yeah, so like we were in Perm um, at the Minnesota Buck Classic. We uh, did a blood tracking seminar there Mm -hmm. on how we train our dogs for blood tracking. Um, Again, got to follow your state rules, whether or not it's allowed or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And if so, if it is allowed, what stipulations are on the blood tracking? So um, blood tracking means if there's an injured deer Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, running off out of sight, and you're tra- trying to tracking it to find it so it doesn't go f- lost for waste. Yes, that dog on a leash, uh, on a very long leash, can help you find the wounded then, then deer. Yeah, and o- obviously the dog's got to be trained in it. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when I ran my test, um, it was a quarter mile blood test. It was about a four, five-hour um, blood lay. So it was late at eight in the morning. I was running right around noon. Um, so when that I ran... That dry, that old. It, yep. So it was four hours old. It was 88 degrees out, and it, so it was hot. Mm-hmm. And we were in sandy soil. Quarter mile, I, I couldn't find blood, literally. I had no idea where that, where, where that blood was laid. I was completely clueless I was clueless I've never been so into just ask ah, I'm done let's go home and I'd, I'd, I'd down my dog and I try to look I'd look at leaves I'd look at everything I could not find any blood and and look back at my dog and she's l- trying to get up and wants to go so and I'd go over and I'd look at her and say you think you know where it's at let's go and I release her and she would nose to the ground and away she'd go and in that quarter mile, I found two leaves with blood on them. That was it. And my, if that was hunting without, you know, if that was a hunting scenario, I would have said I missed the deer and let it go. Hmm. And it was just the conditions and everything else. Um, we've done tests in the rain, and the wow. dog finds the deer. Washed so out blood washed out deer. blood, the dog will find the deer. So, you know, when you've had them them good shots but yet the elements have changed your tracking the dog will still find it hmm. so i i'd hope that eventually all states will go into allowing blood tracking to be legalized and obviously have some rules on it not just so people are out there running dogs you know unleashed and 
loose. So, right. there, yeah. there is, uh, as far as I understood, uh, there is some regulation to prevent the chase of an animal mm -hmm. with a dog. I think that's where the origin of any regulation right now lays. Uh, it's not so clear if a, a leash dog would actually, because it is a helping tool, uh, uh, would be acceptable. So there's right now not so, it's not so clear in the state of Minnesota. Correct. So there is uh, some legislation right now trying to clean that up so mm -hmm. it's more um, defined, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the right so word. Definition. Yeah. I, I find a, a, a very good argument because why why lose the, the animal, the deer? I mean, okay, good for the coyote or, or for whoever eats mm -hmm. the, the eagles, but it was game and you obviously heard it and you want to yeah, as, as a sportsman, you know, you want to do everything possible to find the animal that you have harvested. Yeah. Every. And um, I know uh, Jim, when we were in, uh, Jim Jolson, when we were in uh, Perm doing our deal, he had a an outfitter, and I think the outfitter was from Wyoming, mm -hmm. and they do 12 archery hunts on elk a year. Mm -hmm. And you can't use dogs in Wyoming. And they would lose three to four of those elk. Oh no! Because out of twelve. Out of twelve. That's be, a third. Because of an art, because of the archery hit, the broadhead. I mean, it was still a hit, but it was yeah. probably a good hit. But but the size of the animal and everything else, the amount of blood, they, I mean, suffocate somewhere. Yeah, and so they'd run off. And well, if you can uh, um, utilize that dog, uh, a gentleman in in Idaho. Uh, I know him also. He's a judge in the JGHB system. There you can use dogs. Uh, he went out and helped a buddy over 700 meters. They never, he goes, you didn't hit that deer or that elk. And he goes, no, in the video, because he had a GoPro on him, he said you could watch that arrow go right through the elk. Mm. And so they brought the dog out the next morning, 700 meters, and he was just like, you know, this is what he calls trusting your dog. That dog tracked that right to it really a day yeah. later day later and a day later yeah wow. so so I mean it's a uh, it's amazing what uh, um, what these these breeds can do um, that gentleman had a, a, a I think he runs a, a Kutsars I think is what he okay. has so but still that's still part of the JGHV system which is your your Drothars your Longhars uh, your Poodle Pointers your Vislas um, your, okay. your Klein and Munsterlanders your Kutsars so yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a real helper. Uh, um, uh, very old, traditional. You breed and train in Detroit Lakes. So uh, you also have a training. How, how do you perform training? So if I have, do you train any dog? Uh, I breed, I mean? I train my dogs. Okay. Uh, I'm not a professional trainer. Ah, okay. Um, so I, I train my dogs. Um, I have helped other club members. Um, come up and and you know I got homing pigeons. I get I get birds in the spring, so I raise some pheasants and for for training. Um, the nice thing is with these with these dogs is like with with my dog when I trained her. Um, every every duck, every pheasant, every pigeon was never harmed. They're very soft mouth. They would bring them back on the on the retrieve. Yeah. And you get to reuse that game. Um, oh. you know, so, you know, they're not, um, they're not vicious. Right. They're very, very soft mouth. Um, you know, in Germany, 
um, they really, you know, the idea of hunting is, you know, for the for the food. Right. So we can't have a dog that's mauling the birds or crushing them or putting teeth marks in them. The the food, um, and how what they tell when we do the test is that the the game has to be presentable for table. Right. So if it's all chewed up, it's not presentable for table. <laughs> so, um, so it's really kind of ni- nice to have a dog that just naturally is very soft mouth. I mean, um, yeah, ca- I mean carrying live ducks around, no problem. I mean, they just bring them back, sit like even like you were saying with Oscar, brings it back, sits by in. Look what I got. You yeah. Know, so brings you a live duck, and then the the duck could like, but that's. You shot the duck too, is it? Well, well so it for brings for training, I'll I take oh. a duck out of the pen because obviously I, I I'm okay. using my Sorry. my okay. my ducks, and so I'll take a duck out of my pen and then, um, you know, go set it in an area so the dog's got to find it. Okay. And then so when the dog finds it, then brings it. She brings it back. So oh, okay, without without harming it. it. Harming yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh wow. So that way, when you're done, you go home, you put it back in the pen, and. Okay. Yeah, and it goes and eats more corn and swims <laughs> around in the pool. So. <laughs> okay, and then you use it again. And I use it again. <laughs> yep. Fascinating. So, how many uh, litters uh, do you breed a year? Is it one? So I've I only have the one dog, um, and I have just had my first litter. So, mm. with our club, um, and under the German rules, uh, a breeder can only have up to two litters a year. Okay. So even if I had 10 dogs, I can only have two litters a year. Oh. And not e- per dog. And no, per and each dog can only have two litters in basically about 3 years time. Ah. So they're um very strict on the fact that you know at the end of the day, we would need to keep the mother healthy too. We can't be just right. pumping puppies out every heat cycle. Yeah, that's what I always think And about. and um so And every female can only have, I think it's five litters total Oh. before she'll age out. And so our dogs actually will age out, um, and even the males and the females will age out. So even if we have... Uh, oh, the male too. The male too. So even if we have uh, um, specimens pulled from him for doing AIs, once he is aged out, that stuff is discarded. Because we we don't use it even once he's aged out. Where mm. some other clubs will um, hang on to stuff. I mean, I got a buddy who his his dog's in a in a different club and they're using um, specimens from back in the 70s mm. that they've been that, that dog must have been a rock star. No, you yeah. know? But <laughs> I was just saying, he yeah. must have been a rock star. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's uh, it's very very tight. Um, males can only. I don't have any males, so I don't know the real, the actual number. But even a male for natural breeding can only um, sire so many litters in mm-hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. So they really want to don't want to flood the market right, for right. say, yeah. Very regulated. Yeah, yeah. sounds healthy. Yes. So, um, but if somebody is interested, um, um, are you meeting irregularly? Are you going to another show, or like they can find you as a breeder? Is the Are you the representative of the chapter of the Landesverband, uh, uh, Landesgruppe, up in this area, West Central Minnesota? So yeah, what we have is, um, if you go to klmgna.com or .org, .org, klmgna.org, um, 
you can go in there are regional contacts. Uh huh. So um, for we'll put a link on the website. Yep. So there's a there's a spot there, and you can go into the contacts, and there'll be an email, a phone number for people in different parts of North America. Uh huh. So up in this area, um, I am the regional contact. Um, I'm also um, going to be holding a meet the breed. Uh huh. Um, and I just forgot the date. <laughs> But uh, spring or something it's this, this year? spring. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I got it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, we will put that on the website too. Oh, June, June fifteenth, I think it is a okay. Saturday. Okay. And we're gonna do it. It's this. It's whether it's the fourteenth, the thirteenth, the sixteenth, but it's right around the June fifteenth. Um, it's gonna be at my house in Detroit Lakes. Um, we're gonna have a meet the breed. I got. Uh, um, Jim Julson's coming down with his, or coming up from South Dakota with his his uh, Munster Landers. Um, Donna Dustin from Detroit Lakes will also be there. Um, Steve Gould, his um, a lot of people know Steve from uh, uh, Gould Brothers exhibition shooting. He's a trick shooter for Winchester. Oh wow! Um, he's got one of our dogs that just yesterday finished all of her health certificates. So now she w- is approved for breeding. Um, so you know we're 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 making progress. So Steve will be there also, hopefully, unless he gets a, a gig. But right now he said he's not booked. So, um, but yeah, so we'll have quite a few different dogs there, um, so people can come down and kind of meet meet the dogs. We we'll we'll run some demonstration runs, stuff like that, just show what they what they do or what they can do. Um, and then what I do is. I'm also going to have a uh, a training day, but it's more or less for the dogs that are running the JGHV system. Okay. So it's it's if you're running a NAVDA test or something like that, it's a totally different um, uh, way that we do our testing. So later in the day or the following day, I'm going to do the puppy test, kind of run through people that are new or want to get involved in it. Okay. That this is how what they're looking for. Um, and we'll, we'll go out and we'll beat some beat beat the bushes, get some rabbits to run away, and and then once the rabbits run away, then we bring a dog in and have the dog run run that scent track. Really? And just see, I mean, see how good the the dog does on a on a on a fresh hot scent, you know. So, huh. so and then we'll do some bird work and and stuff like that. So, so it'll be a lot of fun. Big uh, program. Yeah, hopefully some people show up and you know, kind of kind of see that there's there are other breeds out there than than the traditional um, breeds that everybody around here just kind of tends to go with mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah um, do they need to make an appointment or like do you prefer an email or can they just show up in they June can, they can just show up so we're gonna put it on um, our website uh, I'm gonna mail some flyers out a lot of the vets say I can they'll post a flyer they're fine with it so we're gonna mail some flyers to vets that type of stuff um, and then also other club members will will send out and they'll they'll boost it Facebook that yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, we'll, so we'll post it too. Yeah, that sounds really so, interesting. So I've it should be a, a good. I'm hoping a good event. You know, even if 10, 15 people show up that are you just curious about mm-hmm. what the dogs can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got a lot of good. Um, when I say pe- interested people in Perm, that were just really a dog can do that. Yep, yep, these dogs can do that. You know and and it's it's they're they're feather or fur they'll they'll do it all i'm they'll even do over in germany 
our breed warden, uh, the one dog she imported over here, pregnant, uh, Yana is her name, and uh, the dog's name, and Yana was used for boar hunting over in Germany. Boar? Yep. So, I mean, they're... That's uh, a big one. <laughs> they're, but they're, they're such an intelligent dog that um, when I was down in Texas last year, my dog got in on a, on a pig down there and never been around a pig before, but she knew how to handle it. Really? I mean, just, it was natural. And it, it was like, all I was thinking is, oh boy, here <laughs> comes the vet bills. And, you know, but, but yeah, she knew how to handle it. She, I mean, she cornered it, she trapped, she did everything like if you were actually going to hunt that pig. And okay. it was like, I never trained for this and never, she'd never been exposed to a, a wow, hog. Huh? Yeah, but it's yeah. just their natural instinct. Wow, yeah, fascinating. Well, I'm glad you have an event coming up uh, in June for people actually to meet the breed. Yes. Uh, that's that's very good. I'm glad we were able to capture that. And uh, people follow Oscar, I hope, and maybe we find somebody interested and, and uh, visit you in Detroit Lakes. Uh, we yes. also post your um, website. It's... Um, Swan Swanson Kennel LLC. Yep. dot com. Yep. Yeah. You have a Facebook page. We do. Yeah. Uh, Eiswald Kleiner Munsterlanders. Eiswald Kleiner Munsterlanders. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a little difficult uh, to spell if you're not. Uh, it means uh, ice forest. Yes. Uh, small Munsterlander. Yeah. <laughs> so I because with the the German side we have to pick a dog, a, a legal club or a name. Uh huh. And my wife's grandmother was Eiswald. Oh, it's a it's a it's a family name. name. Family name. So th then we get into you got Vom or Von, you know. Von und Van uh, und Von. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Von yeah. is the German. Van is actually the Dutch. Yeah. Like well, uh, the way they say is one is of the and from the. Is, okay. Is how they kind of presented it to us. Yeah. And so we use Vom for uh, instead of uh, for of the. Or from the ice forest. From the ice forest, yeah. Instead of Vaughn, which had been from the family yeah, type yeah. of deal. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> nice, good. So yeah. we could have used it either way, but I just like the M. <laughs> <laughs> Ach, von und vom. Yeah, okay, richtig, richtig. Ich understood. Uh, um, there's also V-A-N. V-A-N oh. is the Dutch. And then okay. von or vom. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. uh, so yes. V-O-N or V-O-M. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah correct. Well, very interesting. Thank you very much. I learned a lot about my own little Oscar, and I'm very happy that I have him uh, um, part of our family, and I hope many more people will get in touch with you to see uh, the breed uh, in action and maybe yes. find their new partner and uh, hunting um, dog. Thank you for coming, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good weekend. You too. Thank you. Yeah, this was already our uh, newest episode of the Lake Life Weekend podcast. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tune in again next week with another great guest and updates. Always check out our website, uh, lakelifeweekend.com. And if you have some comments, please feel free to email us at hello at lakelifeweekend.com. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend ahead. <laughs>